excited this morning? Hallelujah. God is excited about what he's going to do today. I just want to, you know, woo, God is excited. He's excited about the best Christmas yet. He's excited that more people are declaring that over their, over their lives than before. He's excited about that because the book of Mark tells us that when we speak to the mountain, when we, in our authority, release those words of life, those words are going before us and they're changing our day. They're changing our life. Words in the life of a person, a child of God, who's been given authority, make all the difference in the world. They make all the difference in the world. His words are alive. His words in you are alive. His words in you that are coming out of you are alive. And they are changing your life. They are creating things. They're changing things for the good. And the enemy would like it if we would oblige him and, and make light of speaking the words of God. But words create our future. Yes. Words create our tomorrow. They go into your tomorrow. That's sometimes what, what happens to us when we hear all about Mark 11 and we hear all about the significance of watching what we say, guarding our heart because out of our heart comes the life that we will live. And we sometimes having a hard time thinking, you know, I spent a couple days you know, doing what it said and it seems like nothing. No, but you know, that good maybe that you experience in, in a week or two or a month, you know, you may never, you may never draw the parallel. But our words matter. The book of Proverbs tells us that life and death. Imagine the spiritual beings and the, the authority, the level of weight that God has put in your and my life that when we grab a hold of that and we begin to speak into our tomorrow. See, when you're in the Bible, you read the Bible, the Bible is teaching us how to think. It's teaching us how God thinks, but when you open your mouth and release those words that God's telling you to speak over your life, those words are creating your life. They're creating your tomorrow. And when you sit at the feet of Jesus, you're being strengthened and filled and rejuvenated. Hallelujah. Sometimes just to put a smile on your face. Sometimes just to stay above the circumstances. Sometimes to go through Christmas, you know, and just, just actually enjoy it. Do you know what can I just say? One of the things we have to be careful of when you know, we're declaring this is my best Christmas yet, sometimes we can get into old patterns of thinking. And, and if we're not careful, we don't even realize that we're speaking about the drudgery, even though we'd have to say, hey, you know, I'm not even experiencing any negativity. I'm just in the habit, in the season of talking pressure of talking how much there is to do of talking fear and lack just out of habit just out of habit and so sometimes it takes a buddy to you know help us change things because our words change everything hallelujah 
So we're aligning ourselves this morning. How many of you are doing that this morning? Turn to somebody and say, your words matter. Say, my words matter. And your words matter. And we're lining them up with the way that God thinks today in the name of Jesus. So I have two testimonies. The book of Deuteronomy tells us, if we will listen to the voice of God and we will obey everything that he instructs us to do in his word, then God will place us this is important because this is God's intention. God will place us high above all the nations. That's his intention. That's his heart to position us not under, but over. High, great plans, greatness, good things, a good future, a good end. That's God's desire. High above the nations of the world, the Bible says. And all of these blessings, when we position ourselves to step back, Listen to the way God and watch the way God does things. Be a disciple. All these blessings, the Bible tells us, will come upon us. They will come down on us and they will spread out beyond us because we have responded to the voice of God. So our first testimony this morning, um, the first, this, I don't know if this is a man or woman, but they put a seed into the offering and they said it was all that they had. Then they said, hallelujah, that's Deuteronomy 28. We're listening to what God tells us to do. And that sometimes is that pressure. We're listening to what he tells us to do. They said, it was all that I had, but not an hour went by and someone handed this person 30 times, say 30 times. Come on, 30 times. Think that was a coincidence? Come on, was that a coincidence? Maybe it was a coincidence. No, it's what? It's the word of God. Hallelujah. It's the word of God. And you know, when you're declaring good things happen to me and money chases me down and people love to bless me and I receive favor everywhere I go. See, we're children of God. We're children of God. We should expect that people will treat us differently than they treat those who are not children of God. Now, do we have a desire that everyone will partake of this lifestyle? Yes but we want to step in it ourselves. And the Bible says when we do that, when we step back and watch God, we watch how, you know, through the life of Jesus, how he lived, how he trusted his father, how he spoke, how he acted. We step back in our lives and, and we watch and we listen and, and we begin to mimic. We begin to simply mimic, to do as he did. We know one thing, that he was in line with the blessing. There was never a time in the life of Jesus where he ever found himself in a place of need. In fact, there's a beautiful story where there were taxes that were due. How many of you know that story? How many of you know that story? Come on, as children of God, God wants us to expect the miraculous. Come on, I heard a story, a testimony yesterday on a, a CD that I was listening to. And they said, you know, this, this gentleman went into, he went, now, now don't try this, okay? This person heard from the Lord. But they went into a showroom to purchase a vehicle. And they get into the showroom and, you know, they pick out the car and they sit down with the gentleman who's going to work everything out for them to get the car. And the gentleman says, you know, you have bad credit. I'm sorry. He says, there's nothing that you can do. And so the man is sitting there. Now he has a relationship with the Lord. He's aligned himself. You know, he, he, God sends him in there 
and says, you know, go and this is all going to work out for your favor. Now, we don't just do what everybody else is doing in specific situations like that. Sometimes that's what gets us disappointed because we don't get the same outcome because we haven't seen what they've done to get what they've got. So he finds himself, he's heard from God, he's, he's in the showroom, he wants a car, he's sitting with the man, the man tells him that, and, this, and God says to him, this is what God says to him. God says, I want you to march around that car, true story, march around the car seven times and come back and ask him to look again. So inside the showroom, come on, true story, true story, come on, we're not of this world. We're not of this world. I said, we're not of this world. And sometimes, you know, you came to church maybe today to just find out you're an heir of God. Amen. You're a joint heir with Christ. Yes. God has a great future for you, a great life, a great wife, a great husband, a great, great future. So he does what God says. Did I say, don't try this? He does what God says. Walks around the car seven times, sits down and says to the man, you know, do you mind looking again? The man said, you know, we just looked. He said, go ahead, look again. So the man goes into the computer and what do you think he finds? I'm not sure what it might, I must have put the wrong, he said, I must have put the wrong social insurance number or something like that in there. I don't, I don't know, this never happens. And the man got the car. Come on, Jesus. Come on, hallelujah. Say, I'm going up. Say, I'm coming up in my thinking I'm coming up my thinking is lining up with God's way of thinking my thinking is lining up hallelujah with being a child of God in the name of Jesus hallelujah so so they say you know not an hour later 30 times what they put in and they said it's amazing testimony of the faithfulness of the Father in return for our obedience. Second testimony, they said this morning they felt the need to plead the blood of Jesus over their car and over their commute. Come on, being led by God. Yeah. Being led by God. Being led. You know, you can't possibly pray. You don't, you don't see what's going down in your day unless God reveals it to you. But how many of you know that the Bible says in the book of Romans that they that are led, the sons of God are led. That's not something that happens just because you're born. You don't know God's voice just because you're born. It's something that you practice. But, but guess what? Practice makes perfect. So that morning, you know, I have a, a million things that you could pray. They're hearing the voice of the Lord. You know, just take an extra minute over your commute. How many of you know that we can, you know, we could just go, oh, that just doesn't make any sense. How many of you know you've learned over time it doesn't have to make sense in the natural, but it makes total sense in God. We've all had those experiences in God, either knowingly or unknowingly. We've all had those things, you know. Oh my gosh, I remembered my, you know, I, I don't know why I took a coat. It wasn't, you know, I don't know why I grabbed my umbrella. I just felt too. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This morning they said they just felt to plead the blood of Jesus over their, over their vehicle and over the commute and a car behind them didn't realize that they were slowing down. Swerved to miss this person hit the car that was um, hit the car in front of me and the car in front flipped on its side praise God for protection yeah. hallelujah just you know yesterday with the soup kitchen thank you all for those of you what do we call it light city lunchbox light city lunchbox and you know just I think there was a gentleman that showed up and just with a card and just said you know thank you for making my Christmas 
Thank you for making my Christmas. Isn't it true that sometimes we feel like, you know, those hours that we give? You know, because we're not thinking, we're not thinking like we should be thinking. We're thinking, well, Lord, if you want me to do this, you know, you know I want to do this, you know. But if you're asking me to do this, then I'm trusting you with this. I, you know, I, I believe God for the weather so I can put my garland up outside. I'm not going to go there and, you know, freeze my hands off. I'm going to do it when it's warm. So I can trust God, you know, come on in the big things and the small things He wants our good our best at heart. Hallelujah Another testimony of a hospital room that was upgraded, you know from from whatever you call it Semi or whatever to private and the nurse, you know comes in and basically says, you know, this never happens Never happens It does to me Come on, say it does to me. Say good things. Hallelujah are happening to me all the time. I want, I want to share a, a prophetic word. How many of you, you just love to hear, you know, what God is saying. And this is a very pertinent word because pastor has been teaching us and, and a lot of people have been piggybacking on this word of courage. And you know, a lot of times what God is wanting us to do, especially as leaders and those who are over people, is to, you know, why, why does this keep coming up? And, and at the same time, while God is he's releasing this word of courage, courage, have courage, have courage, be strengthened. It, you know, the enemy, because of the onslaught of the enemy in an assignment of discouragement, for a reason. So it, I just want to read a little bit into this. This is Doug Addison, who is a, uh, a world-renowned prophet. And he basically, I'm, I'm just condensing it, the word, but he says, he saw the Lord um, giving spiritual scrolls and they contained uh, plans and strategies and wisdom and insight that we will need for the upcoming year. And God is going to bring good things to you. Say, God's bringing good things to me. He goes on to say, uh, revealing things that have been hidden, things that may have been holding you back will become much clearer in this next season. And, and um, things, blowing things or putting things into place and what might look uncertain or what was once uncertain. And pastor's been talking a lot about that, right? Looking ahead of you and maybe, you know, things haven't been clear or knowing where to go. You don't know where to put your next step, right? So the, the Lord is speaking to these things. And God's saying, you know, things that have seemed uncertain or things that have seemed chaotic will soon be much more orderly. So you know what you're going through. God is not, God knows what we're going through. And God's not, you know, wringing his hands in heaven, Right? And the best thing we could learn to do in the midst of pressure is learn how to find your peace. That, that is learned. That is learned. You know, I, I learned that as a brand new uh, Christian. I don't know how old Alex might have been, Pastor Alex. But I was in Toronto at the Ontario Science Center. And he went up the slide one way. And now I'm, I'm, he's probably like maybe four or five he went up the slide one way and I'm waiting for him like a good mom would at the bottom of the slide, you know, I, I put, I help him up and then I run, 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 run to the front of it and there's no Alex and no Alex and no Alex and no Alex and an hour later, 
Now, I, I had a whole lot of fear back then. An hour later, there's a man that comes walking into the area of the park where we had been frantically looking for him. And he was fine and, you know, intact. But I learned at that moment how to find my peace in life. In the middle of chaos, when all the, the storm is raging, how to turn inside. You know, you might feel like every Christmas so far has been... <laughs> And they're talking about, I'm having my best Christmas yet, you know. Sometimes what you got to do is stop and say, Lord, are they lying to me? Lord, am I going to have a good Christmas? And, and can I tell you just, you know, he doesn't just go, yeah. No, he'll, he'll explain to you why. He'll give you a focus. He'll give you something to hang on to. Hallelujah, God's so good. So he goes on to say things that were chaotic will soon be much more orderly. I mean, to say amen. amen. And he said to me that um, there's been a strong attack of discouragement and hopelessness. And God is moving to balance the scales of justice because the enemy has been over attacking people everywhere. Satan wants to distract. The reason for the attacks is that Satan has wanted to distract from this great revival that's coming. Why do we read these things? You know, um, sometimes we're going through things and we, we feel like there's something wrong with us. You know, you could, you could have the most amazing relationship with the Lord and all of a sudden this weight hits you and you start going through a million questions in your mind and the fact that fear hits you because we don't stop and say, okay, God, what's going on? Then fear hits you and what starts happening is we start changing our course but there really wasn't anything wrong to begin with. And sometimes that's why the Lord has us read these little things so that we realize, hey, what you're experiencing, other people are experiencing, hang on. Have you ever been on a roller coaster and you know, you wanted to get off when it started? Come on, anybody like me? I'm like, why did I get on this? I got coerced. You know, I'm trying to prove something to everybody and it's like tick, tick 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 i'm like oh my gosh i can handle going upside down it's the drop oh you know hallelujah god's good we hang in there yes we hang in there he says don't back down as this time of resistance will not last long a greater revelation into your calling and divine assignment isn't that interesting come on it gets you know this attack of chaos because God wants to speak into destiny so you know in, instead of stopping and saying Lord what is this and he's like hang on it, it'll get clear in a minute you know like when you're driving in a snowstorm or a rainstorm and you're on the highway and you have no choice it's like oh eventually it's gonna clear up and you're like Holy Spirit clear it up Right? And eventually you can see where you're going because he's so good and so faithful. Hallelujah. So he says, don't back down. It will not last long. A greater revelation into calling and divine assignment from God will come. Hallelujah. How many say that's good news today? 
from this start uh, from um, starting this month so don't give up hope and remember that the greatest storms usually come before the greatest breakthroughs come on the pressure comes to steal the victory the pressure comes to steal the victory sometimes just being armed with that we don't want to create that in our life right so that uh, I'm never gonna experience anything good unless I go through hardship we have to be careful of that but when we are when we've done all to stand and we've stopped and we've listened and said Holy Spirit did I create the problems I'm going through and he's like no Tina just hang on there's a clearing that's coming he might say yeah you know your your big fat mouth <laughs> he doesn't say that to you and he doesn't say that to me quite that way hallelujah he says there's a shift in order to blow away the things in our lives that have held us back how many of God God is so good he is so good in your life he's so good in my life and like pastor said if all we got today was leaving this place where we used to think well sometimes you're good and sometimes you're not and we are doing away with that can I tell you what I saw in the back room this is kind of a just say, let me let you know a moment of that kooky you know but I, I saw when we were praying in the back room I saw the big um, size is that what they're called sids or size and I saw angels um, you know in my in my mind or in my heart as I was praying at one point and I saw them just moving through the room and I saw them I saw them severing from each one of us right down to the root any belief system that that would tell us or try to prove to us any argument that would try to prove to us in any way that God's not good or that God's not good to us they are here on assignment from heaven to help us the Bible says we are the heirs of salvation and they will stop at nothing in the name of Jesus because of the cross to help us get to our destiny in Jesus name and and the biggest thing that hinders us where destiny is concerned is what happens between these two ears we need our thinking to line up with the way God thinks with the way God is so God is he's so good he says he in order to um, blow things away in our lives that have held us back removing things that we have battled with in the past and preparing us for dramatic change he says we need to embrace the changes that are coming and not be afraid fight the discouragement because over the next few months now if you're not discouraged don't take that you didn't come here you're like la 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 you're like oh maybe I should feel no this is not for you say thank you Lord I'll pass that one by you know sometimes we are kooky people and we're learning and we have a sincere heart but we don't know so it's good to ask a lot of questions hallelujah and and learn to talk to Holy Spirit he says we need to embrace the changes that are coming and not be afraid fight the discouragement because over the next few months there will be several ways of turnaround God says with every temptation there is always the provision of escape always always means sometime no it means always in every temptation and trial in every time there's pressure if we will listen and not run around to try and fix things but go to the one who knows 
there is always, you know, I want you to do is I want you to go around that car and I want you to march around that car seven times. You're like, God, tell me something else. Nobody said it was going to be easy. But he graces us with the right mindset to, if, we will, if we'll listen. You know, he takes care of everything except us aligning our hearts to him. We just say, okay, God. And, and, and if he says something and you could say to him, you know what, Lord, I'm having a hard time with that. Can you, can you expound a little? He's amazing. Hallelujah. He says, he, he goes on to say, um, it's time to be encouraged. It's time to, Pastor Alex said it on Wednesday, take courage. It's time to take courage. Hallelujah. God is, Deuteronomy 31, 6, in the, I don't know which translation it was that you had. The message translation says, God is striding ahead of us. Woo! He's out ahead of you. Clearing the way, if you can believe it. Making the way, if you will believe it. He won't let us down. He won't let you down. Say, he won't let me down. Sometimes that's the fight. Sometimes that's the fight because you've seen, you've been through things and you've seen others go through things but maybe didn't stop and ask the question. And so we think God let us down. But the truth is, if the Bible says it, that is the highest form of truth that exists. Yes. We don't compare what we live or what others live based on, you know, we go to the word. The word is final authority. Say it's final authority. The word is final authority. And sometimes when the pressure hits, you're turning inside and you're saying, this is how I feel, but this is what the word says. This is how I feel, and this is what the word says. This is how I feel, but this is what God says. And you fight until that thing breaks. That's what the angels are doing. They're separating from our willing hearts, everything from us until it's chaff. <sighs> until it's no more. The presence of God removing every burden and destroying every yoke. And then finally, Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 6 says, He won't leave us. Hallelujah. He won't leave us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so, hallelujah, just give me a minute. Oh, we bless you, Lord. <laughs> hallelujah, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. For who you are. For what you desire to do. We trust you. We trust you. We trust and come up to higher places in you. We no longer need things to make sense to our natural mind. But we ask you to help us, Lord, walk out and be the spiritual beings that you've called us to be. Not meant to live one natural day, not one. 
not meant to do it alone. Meant to have the wisdom, the creativity, the help, the finances, the protection, everything. Is that possible? Not in the natural, but in God. All things are possible. All things. And so we welcome, Father. We welcome your presence. You're here, and we celebrate your presence. We celebrate your way of being and doing. It's right. And we ask, Lord, that you would help us. Lord, your word tells us, God, that you, those who are proud are resisted, but those who walk in humility or childlikeness, they are exalted. They receive of your grace. They receive of your help. They receive of the mighty, heavy hand of God heaven moves in that one's life that trusts just like a child who depends and trusts their parent for everything help us to trust you father just like a child who has grand dreams of maybe being an astronaut one day and speaks that dream in all faith and boldness without a shadow of a doubt. Just like the child who wears a frown and in the very next moment, there's that smile. The one who's quick to forget, who goes to bed sad and, and wakes up and everything has chained childlikeness childlikeness Lord you said unless we become like a child we would not inherit we would not take over in the capacity or the manner that you would desire help us Holy Spirit in your presence to allow you to sever from us as you said all cynicalness all judgment every place we have criticized instead of loved we honor you Jesus we honor the work of restoration that the years have tried to steal. And they talk about this thing called the magic of Christmas. And that Christmas is for children. And so today, Father, in your presence,
would you do a miraculous work of removing the fear and restoring the childlikeness to our own understanding. In all of our ways, Father, we acknowledge you.
Bible says, when we humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, He will lift us up. Unless we become, unless we come as a child, not childish. You know, I felt like the Lord wanted me to teach on humility today. And I said, Lord, give me another word other than humility, because I don't think people want to learn about humility. He said, give me another word, and he said, childlike. Yes. Not childish. He said that, not me. He said, childlike, not childish. Having faith, trust, imagination, forgiving. How many of you say that about children? One minute they're angry. That's a good thing about being a parent. You know you take away that toy, they might be crying and screaming, but you know in a moment that'll be over. Come on, how many of you want that? How many of you want that again? How many of you want that? How many of you want that healthy optimism? How many of you want that when, you, when you're out in life? We're not always looking at the bad. But we have these genuine hearts, no matter what we've gone through, that are restored by God to believe the best in every person and in every situation. Can I tell you, that's the doorway to blessing. That is the doorway to blessing. That's the doorway. Did I start by saying today we're children who have an inheritance? Yeah. But the doorway is Christ-likeness. Being like a child. Somebody's going too slow? Come up with a reason that will stir compassion in your heart. When I'm driving and someone's going too slow, I say it's probably a little old lady who's nervous and so she's going slow. She's afraid. I know what it feels like to feel nervous. I, I instantly have compassion and not anger. Come on. Come on. In every situation, believing the best. What will this world look like? So if that's you this morning and you... You know, you just feel like, yeah, I want that. We're going to open up our altars. Come on, Pastor, you're going to close the service. Hallelujah, the Lord is here. He's good. He loves you. He has great plans for you. But you might be here and say, I don't know, do I go to the altar and get Christ, you know, childlikeness? <laughs> Come on, it's a step of faith. Hallelujah. Lord, change in me. Take from me that cynical mindset. And Lord, restore to me that childlikeness. Come on to the altar if that's you this morning. In the name of Jesus.